Chapter Twenty One of the Peril Finders by George Fenn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One. It was horribly disappointing in their hungry and weary state, but it was no time for finding fault. Roll yourselves up in your blankets, boys, and go to sleep," said Griggs. "Is that what you are going to do?" said Chris dismally. "No." was the reply i'm going to have the first watch first watch said chris staring yes and your father is going to relieve me at the end of four hours but watch what for because there are indians about you don't suppose we could leave the camp unguarded at a time like this do you i-i-i never thought about it stammered chris did you ned of course not but is it necessary if you want to take care of your scalp yes my lad said the american dryly oh but began chris you think there's no risk eh well perhaps it's not quite so bad as that but we don't want to wake up and find that the mules and horses have been swept off in the night there lie down and sleep whoever has the morning watch will wake you up to a good fire and such a breakfast as will make up for your cold water supper well why don't you lie down here stop what are you going to do going to speak to my father no no don't disturb him i dare say he's asleep by now he can't be replied chris sturdily there hasn't been time what cried griggs laughing not time well come with me and look i'll be bound to say he is but what do you want to say to him chris hesitated to answer but the american pressed him and the boy spoke out i only wanted to tell him that i didn't want to be such a selfish pig as to go to sleep and leave him to keep watch oh said griggs gravely and to say that i was going to order you to wake me when the four hours are up and i'd go on duty i see said griggs well come along he's over there by the packs but promise me if he's asleep that you are not waking him chris hesitated for a moment or two and then promised unwillingly the boys following the american softly to where the heavy breathing of three sleepers could be plainly heard there said griggs leading them back are you satisfied yes replied chris they haven't been long going off do you know how long it takes a tired man to go to sleep my lad no i never noticed just about as long sometimes as it takes him to shut his eyes nonsense and sometimes not so long for he's asleep before they're shut old griggs is making this up ned said chris no he isn't my lad for i've seen it and i'll tell you what i've often seen too a man go off fast asleep on horseback there now lie down and get your own share i wish i told father tell him in the morning over your breakfast when you're eating frizzled bird now then no more talking 
"I haven't done yet," said Chris stubbornly, and now feeling wonderfully wide awake. "Look here, I'm not going to have father woke up in four hours. He's more tired than I am, and you're going to wake me to take your place." "No, I'm not, boy." "Yes, you are. I order you to," said Chris. "Are you boss of this expedition?" "You know I'm not." "Who is then?" "Don't ask stupid questions," said Chris irritably. "You know, father." "That's right." And he gave the orders of the night that I was to watch four hours before calling him, and I was to see that all was right in the camp. Now then, you're picking up a disturbance instead of going to sleep and resting yourself so that you may be useful in the morning. But, Griggs, you obey orders, sir, said the man sternly. Do you want to wreck the expedition by breaking rules? No. Then go to sleep. But I can't sleep now. Then lie down and keep awake. Yes, I'll do that, said Chris, spreading out his blanket. Come on, Ned. We'll lie down and wait till he calls father, and then we'll talk to him, and get him to lie down again while we take his watch. Will you? Of course, said Ned eagerly. Ha, that's better, said Griggs. Now you're talking sensibly. It doesn't do to oppose your captain at a time like that. Well, rolled up, both of you? Yes, was the reply, from the ground where the boys were seated. Better lie down, my lads. You'll keep warmer. There's a chilly wind coming down from the mountains, with a bite of frost in it. Very well, then. There, said Chris peevishly. Griggs did not speak then, but stood with his rifle butt upon the ground, and his hands resting on the muzzle, for a few minutes before he began to shake. But it was not from cold. It was a perfectly silent mirth as he said to himself i honestly believe that they were both asleep as soon as their heads touched the ground then after a pause during which he had been slowly and watchfully gazing about him in every direction his thoughts came back to the sleepers at his feet i like that he thought for it was all real and plucky and true not a bit of sham in it he meant it all and he meant to go to his father when it was time for me to call him in nearly four hours time but nature's too strong for him he won't wake up and i shan't rouse him it will be the doctor who does that it was the doctor and directly after at least so it seemed to chris who opened his eyes to stare at his father and then at the fire crackling and smoking in a sheltered spot among the nearest bushes and trees why it's to-morrow morning cried the boy excitedly ah that's what you ought to have said last night my boy said the doctor laughing as he pressed ned's side with his toe come ned lad breakfast ned sprang up as sharply as if he had been kicked eh what he cried oh we've been to sleep of course you have said the doctor you lay down to sleep didn't you no father we lay down to keep awake till it was time to call you cried chris ah yes i know 
griggs told me but you didn't keep awake now then go and have a wash and then come and help me do some cooking be sharp one moment father have you heard or seen any indians no not one and look here you'll be attending to the fire when you come back don't make it up with green wood but pick off the pieces of the dry and dead i don't want more smoke than we can possibly help to be rising above the trees now off there was water near at hand but no time to undress for a swim and the boys were soon back with the stiffness produced by the previous day's excursion dying out before the bright buoyancy produced by a sound sleep in the beautiful cool elastic air while the feeling of ravenous appetite that began to attack them made their task of shifting wooden fresh green sticks rather than skewers laden with pieces of bird from place to place where they could catch most heat from the glowing embers one that was tantalizing hard there was bread cake too in the hot ashes and water boiling in the big tin ready for the tea to be thrown in and very soon afterwards the whole party were restoring strength over as delicious a breakfast as could fall to the lot of hungry men and boys who never once troubled themselves at the want of milk a table or chairs now said the doctor at last the sooner we're off the better so pack up do you mean to follow our yesterday's trail said bourne certainly said the doctor there is only that or go back and we can't do that certainly not came in chorus but is it not possible to take some other line on account of the indians said wilton no said the doctor and griggs almost together if we strike off over the open land it means desert and we shall be full in sight of indians if they came near said griggs and if we strike in through the long grass we shall go more and more into the bed of the unseen river with the marshes to stop us before we can get far i see said wilton off for the mountains then yes that's the only way half an hour later the little train was steadily advancing the mules making light of their loads and proving by their playfulness which took the form of a disposition to bite or kick every one of their fellows within reach that they were thoroughly rested refreshed and ready for as much work as would be demanded of their sturdy legs a sharp lookout was kept to their left over the open country as the leading mule was steered as he called it by griggs close into the high grass which acted as a screen against which they could have been hardly seen but nothing alarming appeared in the distance and no footprints of man and horse other than their own in the soft soil showed that any enemy had crossed their trail to make for the hunting grounds to their right but night came on ere the slow pace of the laden mules had covered the distance the explorers had got over by the previous afternoon and there the little caravan was guided right into a sheltered valley to the borders of an eliminated pool where well hidden from the plain 
preparations were made for their next camp. End of chapter 21